Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Of course, uh, the easiest and best way I feel to enjoy the show is the iHeart app. LeVac and Gaz here with you on uh, on Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. It is, you do say happy, right? Like, it's a new, it's a new holiday. Yeah, happy Juneteenth. I think okay. a lot of people, whatever you do for a living, whatever your occupation is, you might have the day off. So if you're out grilling in the Capital Region, it is a stunning day in the Capital Beautiful. Region. We appreciate you listening on the iHeart app. Maybe it's a little evening dinner. You're joining outside. You're listening on demand on Apple and Spotify. Make sure to set those automatic downloads, by the way, and share it with your friends and family members. So, you can't use what? Juneteenth to lecture people about automatic downloads, oh, okay? okay? That's not too actually, a, too early I will for tell a you, it's interesting. If you think oh. about it, the Emancipation Proclamation yeah. signed in uh, 1863 doesn't get enacted in parts of the South until 65. Maybe if we had some kind of auto download thing, we would have been, no, I don't know. That's too far. It's just too far. <laughs> right. No, it's just, I'm learning, like, like it's one of those deals where I find, I find the reactions to Juneteenth um, funny, air quote, funny, because like when you, when you look at it, it is a date that should be celebrated. The world got a little better, you know, like, like uh, the more perfect union got closer to perfect because you finally throughout the country everyone had to go okay no more slavery you know what i mean and it didn't it didn't fix everything but it was a step in the right direction i love the people who are like how dare they? i don't want a, a stupid holiday i'm not going to do it and what it, what first of all it's a day off of work shut up <laughs> second of all like this is one in, in all sincerity white people should be just as proud as black people because it's we got to step towards actually being good people like we took a step in the right direction so it's a holiday for everybody but it's like it's still so new you know because there's like i wrestle with do you say happy memorial day or is it you know uh, how do you do it so i always wrestle with that but this is one that as we learn the more we more we dig into it it's really one no one should be against like this is one it's like oh okay that makes a lot of sense biden got one right Sometimes you can just sit one out, everybody. Just enjoy a Monday off in June. That's right. all. Well, no, but I mean, like, really, like, look into what it is. Look into what it is. It's it's a holiday for everyone. Like, it's it, it was a step closer to freedom, and it was a step closer to, like, actually being good humans. So, like, hey, everybody, Juneteenth, let's go. Um, all right, so I, I got to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it just after 2. On a Monday, Monday the 19th, the rivalry between the Sox and the Yankees is dead. Dead! It's dead. It's deader than disco. Do we want to go back to the Juneteenth talk? I feel like that's more uh, comfortable for you than this conversation. No, oh, no, but see, I don't think you know, I don't think you understand what I'm saying here. Nobody cares. The Yankees just got swept by an inferior Red Sox team. And not just like, not just like, oh, we got some close games. No, I mean, they were pretty much butt whoopings. Like, the 15-5 was not as close as it looked. <laughs> like, and that's saying something. The, you know, the 6-2, that was one of those ones where you're like, oh, the Yankees got, nope, they don't they don't have this one. And then the the 4-1, like, these, these scores could have been way worse with the way those teams were playing, considering the fact that after sweeping a three-game series, you know, part of which was a doubleheader, the, the Saturday game got postponed, I'm watching people complain that the that like the umps were calling bad strikes against the Red Sox, and it's like, yeah, you won four one, bro. Just it, it got get it over with. Just <laughs> rip the bandaid off. But like nobody seems to care. Like if it's not for you know Benny Wednesday over at Tech East, 
I'm not even getting like like maybe I think Boston Dan gave me one like gif of a sweep of room. In the past, if this had happened, guys, I wouldn't be able to show up to work. Like I am the loudest, proudest Yankee fan, Red Sox hater that you know. I was fine today. Like nobody's really bothered me. Jay at work say, um, oh, I see this doesn't really work, which they prove it by whatever the paycheck allegedly is. Um, <laughs> but Jay was like, I'm just not even that proud of my Red Sox right now because I don't like Alex Cora and I think they did this one wrong. So, hey, we swept you. And he like walked away. I think the rivalry is dead. I don't think anybody cares. I'll go even further with this. And this is going to be an embarrassing thing to lead off a Monday show with. But so Saturday night, there's a rain delay. Mm-hmm. And then eventually a cancellation. So on the behind-the-scenes world here in Radio Land, that is Tommy Corporate's deal to deal with. Like, I have to hop on that as soon as possible. I got to change a bunch of stuff. I got That's all on me. How'd that so, work out for you? Terribly. Terribly. <laughs> terribly. What was it, like 11-something? I texted oh him. Like, my I don't think gosh. it's on. So what happened is tech stuff goes down. We get a wrong feed. Satellite. It, I could run through and bore you to death of what happened. But the reason I bring that up is because on other years, on other days with other fan bases, my phone would have nonstop going off Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out with a buddy who's actually a Red Sox fan. He's like, yeah, man, it's crazy the Red Sox and the Yankees got rained out today. And immediately my head went off. I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's the Fox primetime game. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. It didn't get rained out. Like, they will do everything possible to play Red Sox and Yankees on a Saturday night on on the television side for Fox, like that was one of the premier games of the schedule here in June looking for it. I'm like, they're not going to change both TV and radio for this weekend because this is supposed to be baseball's first weekend post hockey, post NBA finals. This is when baseball can point and say, we're going to own this weekend. Well, that, that satellite issue happened for a while and I will take full blame for it. I'll take the, I'll take the conversation on Tuesday, but that also sums it up. Where the fact that Red Sox, Yankee, this weekend, nobody's blowing it up. Nobody's going crazy. You said the trash talk's been in a minimum. I'm trying to figure it out, though. Is it because the Red Sox and Yankees aren't what they were in the mid-2000s when the rivalry was super hot? Or is it because the AL East is so good? I think it might be the second one because this division is so stacked. Even though Boston played great, even though the Yankees got swept, there's far less movement in the division and far, more, uh, far less confidence in these teams than I thought maybe would have been if either team swept. I'm not getting the vibe that I thought I was going to get post-sweep like 72 when hours ago. any of that ever mattered? When has anything besides the fact that we embarrassed you mattered? Like, that's all that ever mattered. So, again, so I, as I look around, as I try to, you know, figure it out, as I prepared myself for abuse, two people. And it's just like a very lackluster attempt at smack talk. Now, of course, I, as a seasoned Yankee fan, was prepared. Oh, you beat us without judge. Good job. Oh, there you go. Typical, typical Red Sox fan celebrating in June. We'll see you in October. No, we won't. You won't be there. Like I was ready and I didn't, I haven't had to use it. I haven't had to do anything with it. The, it, it doesn't, it, and I, I don't think it's the Yankee side that stopped caring. I feel like it is the Red Sox side that stopped caring. I feel like at some point, they just, they're full. You know, when you go 86 years without a championship, then you get a bunch, and then you find out you were cheating a little towards the end. Not all of it, but you were definitely cheating towards the end. 
I think I think a lot of Red Sox fans like, oh, all right, no moss. I'm good. I got what I needed here. I'm going to go away. We're Yankee fan. We're just we're addicted to winning, so we're losing our minds right now. Like like I'm waiting for Red Sox fan to tell me the Yankees suck, so I can go. I agree. Second highest <laughs> payroll in baseball, and we can't win a game without Judge. I think they're thirty and nineteen or something like that with Judge in, and like nine and fourteen or something like without him. Like it's ridiculous. They just aren't good without. Like I I admit gladly that Aaron Judge is the best player on the team. He may be one of, if not the best player in baseball. But you got to, like, dude, somebody else show something. You, you get paid, too. But, again, I'm not – I didn't have to defend myself at all today. Well, Benny started talking smack. He always talks smack. He's an angry elf. And and then everybody else I've seen has just been like, okay, cool, we won. Like, no big deal. Is it a journey versus destination scenario you're talking about in the mid-2000s where that curse hung over the Red Sox fan base and the desperation is too strong of a term, but maybe it fits here. Oh, it was desperate. Okay, so they wanted the fan base, the franchise, that championship so badly to break the curse that post-04, everything else has been gravy. You use the term there, full, because they've won a few World Series championships since that breaking of the curse in 04. And maybe that is, I think it's a great take. I think maybe that is what the rivalry is missing, that there was this cloud, this overwhelming storyline every time the Yankees and Red Sox took the field of the curse. Can Boston break through? Can Boston change it? Or the Yankees, even the Pedro thing, who's your daddy and all that stuff made that rivalry so much fun. Do we need a reverse curse situation? Mm. Do the Yankees now need to have some weird curse over them where the Red Sox can lord it over the Yankee fans for a while, and a Yankee fan could be like, this is not Yankee baseball. We need to break through. We need this, this. Maybe. Maybe it needs to be one big, fat, juicy storyline. Because we've had moments over the last five years. There's been some trash talk. There's been some rivalry. But maybe it never will hit the early 2000s. Maybe it never will hit what it was before the 2000s. Maybe this is the future of Yankees Red Sox. I hope it's not because I'm feeling the same way you are in this money. It doesn't have that same juice it used to. Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out that, you know, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, you're home in the capital region for Boston Red Sox baseball. And, and again, nothing. Not a thing. Nothing. No no tweets. No, no emails. No nothing. Nothing. I'm about to call now. It's too late. It's too late now. Now I'm comfortable. I'm moving on. I got a night off as a Yankee fan. I don't even care. Getting ready for a little Seattle baseball. Let me dig even deeper into this. And Yankee fan, you can still let us know. Red Sox fan, you've had your chance to criticize LeVac. You can't do it anymore. Too at late. Jeff LeVac on Twitter or at WOFX980 or on Why Facebook. Why would you give out my Twitter and then t- right after you tell them they can't? Like now, now these lazy bums are gonna you know, like muster up a little bit of like you know keyboard warrior. What I was gonna say was that uh, Red Sox fan or even a Yankee fan, you guys can do this together. Are the Rays series more important now? Like if you're a Red Sox fan, do you actually care more about how you play against Tampa than New York? And same can be said for a Yankee fan. And I'll ask you that question. The same thing, Levac. Is wild, strange, odd, depressing? Maybe all those things. Do you care more about how the Yankees play against the Rays than they do against the Red Sox in 2023? Uh, yeah, I do, but that's because as a Yankee fan, I believe I still have a shot of, of doing something this year. Like, the Red Sox are in a down, they're in a down part of their 
of, of what they're building or what they've been or what they will be. Like, discussion today, who's the, who's the face of the Red Sox? Is it Devers? Is it Verdugo? It's not Sale. Mm. You know what I mean? It's probably Devers is as close as you're going to get. Like, Yankee fan, if you remember that that period of time between Jeter and Judge where you thought it would have been Robinson Cano, you thought it would have been Gary Sanchez, you thought it would but there really wasn't that overall, you know, defining face of the Yankees. Like, if if I told you, I was like, who's the person that, like, if I show you their face right now, you go, Yankee baseball. Like, right now, it's Judge. You know, it's, yeah. it's Aaron Judge. If, like, if if I show you a face right now, who is Red Sox baseball? And, again, it's I, it's debatable. You might get five different answers. <laughs> that's so hard. You know, like Justin Turner, but I don't think about him as a Red Sox. No. That's not it. But even that, like, I, he's one of the guys, too. Like, if you're not – if you're even if you're not an everyday baseball fan, like, if you're talking to your mom or whoever, like, your, your dad, somebody who's, like – they like baseball, they don't love baseball. You say Aaron Judge, they go Yankees. You say Justin Turner, nobody's going – when do you think, yeah, when you think Kaylee Jansen, do you think Dodgers? When do you think Kluber? You think Guardians slash Indians? Like all, right. For a while there, what was it, two weeks ago? The most buzz around any Red Sox player was Rob Refsnyder, which is almost which, comical for Yankee right. fan, right? Weren't you the one who used to call him 4A or was it Armin? Me. It was you? Yeah. Yeah, 4A. So he's like, because that was the thing. Rob Refsnyder was the, the dude, the like the definition of potential. Because potential means you ain't done boop yet. And every time, every every spring training, every whatever, oh, this is the year. Ref Snyder makes his makes his leap to the bigs. They start moving his positions around to get him into the Yankees, and it never it never came to fruition. Never ever. Now he's over with with the Sox. He's playing decent baseball. Yeah, he's playing fine. He's not great, but he's definitely not somebody you regret having on your roster. You know, uh, which hurts a little bit because again, I I just remember like Sterling and Kay, whether you listen to radio or, or watching TV, John Sterling, Michael Kay. Oh, Rob Refsner. Oh, Rob Refsner. Refsner, this is the year for Rob. Ref, 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 And then never. So it does always suck like that. You got that going on. You got, you know, you, you, your, your boy, Aaron Hicks now, <laughs> playing decent baseball for the O's. Like, there's, there's guys like that. But, again, who is it? Like, I think that's – and I think, I think Sox fan came into this year knowing that anything you did good was going to be – um, almost not not a shock or surprise, but gravy because you knew it wasn't a good year. But at the same, I just again I can't remember a time, and that was it. Used to be even worse. Like if if I was a Yankee fan and I knew my team was garbage or at least not as good as as the Red Sox, and then you swept them, oh my god, brace yourself because I'm coming for you. Like you can't even beat us now when we're a shadow of what we should be. How dare you? Like, this is, it's a, I think it's, I think this, this sweep should say more about the Yankees than it does the Red Sox, but I feel like it says a lot about the Red Sox that they just, like, you swept the Yankees and no one seems to care. So you have the Rays now meaning more for both franchises, mm-hmm. series. Well, more for the Yankees. Again, the Sox know they're not going to the postseason. So. And, well, I'll even push it a second spot here, too, with the Red Sox and Yankee fan. More, this is definitely for the Red Sox instead. Red Sox fan following the sweep and Red Sox fan for the remainder of the season. When you curse a franchise, when you're yelling, screaming, all oh, those blah, 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 things I can't say on radio about a team. I mean, you could. I, I, I guarantee you Red Sox fan this season 
will not be as frustrated with the Yankees as they will be with the Minnesota Twins. Because every time Red Sox fan is going to pull out their phone this year and look at the standings and wonder if, oh, did we catch a game for Toronto? How far back are we from Tampa now? Is Baltimore ever going to fall off? They're going to scroll that thumb down, and they're going to see Minnesota sitting atop the AL Central. They're like, what? They have less wins than us. We're in last, third, first. This is stupid. This is dumb. They're going to be cursing at the Twins more than the Yankees. I don't think they're going to curse anything. I don't think they care. I think they gave up on this season before it started. I do. I think they gave up before the season. Like, like right now, they're they're just outside of wild card. They're just outside. They should be fighting their butts off for wild card. But they just don't. Again, I don't think they care. Radio boy, Tommy Corporate. When the next ratings come out, tell me how they do. All right. Because what, tonight, what, 640 coverage starts, 740 first pitch against That's the Twins? Right. Yep. Against those cursed Twins, the best rivalry in baseball, the Red Sox and the Twins? I didn't say that. I didn't say the that. The best. I mean, it's just a fight to the finish between the Sox and the Twins, the Twinkies and the Red Sox. I, my point was more about a last-place team maybe finishing with a better record than a first-place team. But, but you pointed out. Who knows if that record's going to stay in that way? If no, they're not, they don't want to stay competitive. That's not even like a smart strategy for the Red Sox. Maybe, they're going to finish in last. Maybe it's because you've been an Orioles fan for the majority of your life. You don't understand the level of hatred this rivalry used to have. People ask me all the time, "Why do you hate Boston so much?" Because I feel like obviously you don't ever want to see your rivals win. In the world of the NFL, I don't. Like, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like the Broncos. I don't like the Chargers. I don't hate any of them. I don't hate any of them. I don't like them. I don't hate them. I hate Boston because as a child on a class trip to Boston, I don't know any better. I'm a little kid throwing a Yankee shirt, throwing a Yankee hat, and I go on the trip. We're not even in Boston yet. The bus stops at McDonald's to feed the kids. Like every, it's a, they, one of those ones where they like, they told the parents in advance, "Are you okay with McDonald's? Send this much money along. We'll have a we'll have a, a happy meal for each one of the kids." These old fogies start trash talking me. I'm like eight. <laughs> I'm eight years old, and I'm being trash talked at a McDonald's at a at a, at a, a truck stop, and I've never let it go. And since then, I've had worse experiences with Red Sox fans. So it's not, it's not even about what happens on the field. I hate them. Like, if you're from Boston, we probably don't get along. Boston Dan is the exception to, to, that proves the rule. He's the only Boston guy I get along with. This, I hate them. They hate me. It's like, it's and, and, and in the hate, we found respect for each other. The Twins will never factor in. The Rays only factor in because they're there. The Orioles factor in because they're there. It's insulting that you teams feel like you have the right to get between what what is what is the Red Sox and Yankees hate. Hate, 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 hate. You have the nerve to be there. But to to be swept by the Sox, I think I'm actually more offended than I would have been had had we swept them and they didn't care. I'm offended that I didn't wake up to hate. I'm offended. Like, how dare you walk out on this? I have years in this. Why aren't you hating me? Why are you? This is this is when you say something. Your your team of nobodies beat my team of stars three times, and you say nothing. 
How dare you? What is that little thing we got on the app, the iHeart app, that can hit a little microphone and talk smack? That's right, yep. If that's not full of smack by Friday from Red Sox fans against Yankees on your home for Boston Red Sox baseball, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980, I say we switch to the Mets overnight. We don't even call anybody. I can't do that. No one's going to notice. No one's going to notice. If that, that, that app is not full of trash talk about my beloved Yankees, by Friday, I say we I say we just pull it and see what happens. I say we just start airing like tech w- issues. That's right. Just whatever. How that happen? Whoa! No. How the Mets get on here? Whoa! Love it. Tech issues. I'll, I'll I'll literally come in and just talk about what happens at my other job at Techie Fire and Water Restoration. Not, 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 I'll do it. Not, watch. Watch what happens. Tech issues. Okay. Watch what happens. I know what will notice. Red Sox fans have quit. They've quit. They've quit. We've won. We got swept and we won. How's that? Feels good. Feels good. Uh, it is. You know what else feels good? What's that? Uh, living in a pest-free environment. That does. Woo! Maybe that's what happened. Maybe when, when I signed up with USX Pest Control, they sprayed for Red Sox fans, and they're not around anymore. Maybe, <laughs> maybe USX non-chemical exclusion package has excluded Red Sox fans from my life. Maybe that's how good USX Pest Control is. I don't know if this has happened to you, but like sometimes now I'm noticing. I did this earlier today. I was like... All right. Well, this it, it rained over the weekend. This happened. That oh, maybe there's no bugs over here or on this toy. Right. I'm not even thinking about that anymore. Thanks to our friends at USX Pest Control. I already know they took care of it. They've continued to come back on checking everything and make sure it's working good. And it is. That goes into the inspection and everything going around your home. Call them up. Shout out to Tim. Shout out to Frank and everybody over there that's taking care of my home. They can do the same for you this summer. We're hitting the final few days here in June, basically. That schedules are about to change. Vacations are on the way. You don't want to leave your home and wonder, oh, I wonder if there's like a ton of pests in our home. Probably should each other. LeVac and Goss told you yeah. about USX Pest Control this summer. Make an appointment. Take a half day. Whatever it takes to make sure your home is safe for weeks and months to come. Your first step is free, my friends. USXPest.com. Sign up today for a free inspection. You will not regret it, my friend. Um, I think there's an issue in Buffalo. I think there's a problem. Next, right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980, and of course, the iHeart app. So this um, this Stephon Diggs situation in Buffalo, I keep thinking it's like, it's like basically over. It's becoming a much ado about nothing. And maybe it, it is, but I don't think so. I think there's actually a legitimate issue between the number one receiver and the Buffalo Bills. So, in case you missed it, um, Diggs did not come to voluntary workouts, showed up, did his physical, took off. The Bills, like, own media reports that he's not there for mandatory stuff, shows up the following the following workout, and everything is, is fine, right? Everything's peachy. But it... A little bit of digging around I've seen from, like, you know, pro football talk and some other places. This has been brewing. So the rumor now is that Stefan Diggs is not thrilled with the offensive play calling, and he's even more mad that he's not involved in a conversation about what should be called on the offense, which historically I feel like that shouldn't really be a thing. Like, you know, you you work for me, go do your job. 
you're paid very well. Um, by the way, when we picked you up from Minnesota, you were labeled as a diva wide receiver and a problem, and no one's talked about you like that at all. So just for your reputation rehab, you probably should just be saying thank you. Uh, but no, that's that's not the case. So if you go back, they, they've now like tracked all the way back to when you get stomped by Cincinnati in the playoffs. He gets in, he's not in Allen's face, but he's, he's in front of Josh Allen. His body language is one that suggests he's wearing him out. He's, he's, he's very unhappy. Um, he, again, doesn't go to any voluntary workouts, doesn't do a bunch of stuff, has, has, you know, not so cryptic social media that he's not really thrilled with some of the things that happened. And I think most people just chalked a lot of that up to, well, he's an ultimate competitor. He's tired of losing in the playoffs. And, you know, he's he's not going to go there because a lot of guys haven't been going to the voluntary workouts now. Uh, now it looks like maybe he's upset. And maybe it's an actual real, real issue. And he, some people are speculating he didn't leave after the physical guys. He was sent home after the physical. Okay, that is a lot more helpful of those details now coming out than when we were stuck with last week trying to figure out why are they using the term concerning if he's there but he's not going to practice that doesn't make sense and something pop up this this makes a lot more sense especially the part about him just getting sent home because if you get in a fight with somebody i don't care who it is and i'm talking fight more so verbally than physical whether it's a family member whether it's a friend whether it's a co-worker sometimes it's just good just get out of the room you know what? I'm going home. Walk I'm away. walking away. Right. This is not worth in June us blowing up the season over. So now rethinking some of the terms that were used concerning issue. We don't know. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Stefan Diggs and the Bills got in a screaming match. We'll call it a lot of the terms you just laid out there likely happened and they were upset. McDermott, Allen for how passionate Diggs was. Again, fits what you just talked about. Super passionate, super uh, competitive guy who wants more success. All right. Like some of this stuff's making a little bit more rational reasons as to why there was a blow up. Now, now, even though all that makes sense, I got to go back to one thing that's being reported. And you mentioned it. He wants more of a say in play calling. No, no, no. Allegedly. No, allegedly. Alleged. Fine. Fair enough. Allegedly. I want to I want to go through that with like every position in the NFL. Hey, if you're a running back, do you want a little bit more say in play calling? Yeah, I want the ball every single play. <laughs> hey, I'm a wide receiver. I want the ball every single play. Like, no. This is where it has to stop. And I know Stefan Diggs would be like, no, no, I don't want every single play. We got to establish it. You are a super competitive athlete. I'm not even going to criticize you if you want the ball every single play. That's the attitude you have to have to be successful. So I'm not even hating on the hustler, whatever you want to call it. But eventually, that passion can rub people the wrong way. You know, we just came off the NBA Finals, Jimmy Butler. Some places it worked, some places it didn't. Des Bryant's a great example of this, right? Like, people in Dallas wanted to hate on Des Bryant forever. Once the audio came out of what Des Bryant was screaming on the sidelines, people were like, okay, seems like a good teammate to me. If he wasn't a wide receiver, we'd think of it differently. We got a ways to go here with Diggs, but there's going to be a lot of cameras and a lot of microphones in Western New York watching how he's acting for the rest of the summer. And even more so if you hate the Bills. You're probably really now, – now you're just trying to get him to talk because 
I, I love the way Josh Allen has handled this. Like, it's, it's funny because in the beginning, I was like, Josh is either really, really bad at the, I'm going to keep the in-house information in-house, or he knows his guy is ticked off, and he feels like if he goes out and says, hey, we all have to do a better job of communicating, we have to do, we, I could be better at getting him the ball. I could, he's now realized his guy is ticked off, and he is going to take the step to kind of, you know, put a little salve on that wound, and hopefully he's going to get his guy to come back because he knows how important Diggs is to that offense. Because that offense, they, have, they, they can't run the ball with a good wide receiving core. Imagine what happens when you don't have a Diggs that you, that you have to double team. Now there's another guy in the box ready to kill whoever tries to run the ball. It's truly an oddity, too, in the NFL. And this two quarterbacks have had this happen and really rethought their careers with wide receiver drama. Eli Manning and Matthew Stafford. Eli Manning is a more recent example because you and I covered this. We've been to camp. We've heard the storylines with the Giants in the past. There were people who had the take that Eli Manning was a better quarterback without Odell Beckham Jr., and out loud, it still sounds weird. Like, what do you mean he was a better quarterback? But Eli had more success in his career without a star-wide receiver. Plaxico was awesome. Victor Cruz is awesome. But I, when it's all said and done, Plaxico, some of that stuff's off the field. When it's all said and done, I believe Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have a better career than both of them. And when we rank great wide receivers, Odell will be better. But statistically, Eli wasn't better with Odell. The Matthew stafford Kelvin Johnson stuff is so bizarre to me. Yeah. That statistically, you can look at Matthew Stafford's career and say he's been better without one of the great wide receivers of all time. And I bring up that point because is this the future of the Buffalo Bills? That now that this stuff is out there and Diggs clearly wants more of a focus, even though he was statistically one of the best wide receivers in the NFL last year, is that in Josh Allen's mind now? Is he going to hear Diggs yelling and screaming and being like, I got to force the ball to him and the right. whole Bills offense is going to change in 2023? That's the concern for Buffalo fans for sure. That is, I mean, that had to be what the deal was with Stafford, right? That he that he thought he had to get the ball to Megatron no matter what. Um, with Eli, if you if you look at the best years Eli's had, not just like statistically, but just like winning, and you're you're afraid of what he can do to you. Like it almost always ends up with a. It starts with like a no name tight end having like fifty receptions plus. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like, like he's just, he's got to be able to throw where he's comfortable. And once he throws where he's comfortable, then he can fan out to everybody else. Is that, is that something you see from Josh Allen? That's a, I mean, that's something that time only tell. I was, I mean, as I look at this, and you heard me say this all last season, if you were dumb enough to sit next to me in a bar, I saw Josh Allen's style of play change without, without Brian Dable as the OC. He did either Dorsey didn't tell him or he didn't listen to the your first your first objective, your first goal is to throw that ball down the field. That's your first goal. It's your second goal, it's your third goal. Your fourth is to run for yards. Because he did like he tried to play hero ball so much last year that we all waited for him to get really, really hurt. The opening game of the season where you looked really good. That dude tried to run over Aaron Donald multiple times. There's people, and I would like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to hurt myself, but I'm going to take a shot at this guy. Aaron Donald's not on that list. He's a freak. So that, I, 
I witnessed that with my own eyes. I thought that with my own little tiny brain. And now, what was different last year to the year before? Stefan Diggs didn't say a, a negative word. I didn't know Stefan Diggs spoke in Buffalo until recently. I didn't. He never said anything. Brian Dable. Did he like Dable's offense better? Was Dable better equipped to explain to him what his role in the offense was? Or does this all span from Josh Allen changed the way he played in this offense because Dable was there? Like, it just, to me, screams like Brian Dable was a way bigger part of that team's success than we, than we all realized, which, you know, makes sense. But it continues to grow. And... I, I can't remember where, I, what I was listening to some like weird podcast somebody sent me. I really, I would give it credit, but I can't remember what it was. But they went in this whole, they had somebody on who his voice was so bad. I can't remember who it was, but basically went into like McDermott's on his way out. Like he's like, this is, this is happening. Why would Leslie Frazier, who wants to be a head coach, take a year off? Why would this happen? Why would that happen? Sean McDermott does not have the, the, the control of Buffalo that you think he does, and people are starting to see it. The Dayball stuff, I know the X's and O's, NFL film, Twitter is a bizarre place. And <laughs> you, can, you can do whatever you want. Remember, Bills fans, that was the same Twitter that anytime Josh Allen would have an overthrow, they thought he was the worst quarterback ever. <laughs> but I bring that a point up because Brian Dayball was the king of it last year. And I, by king, I mean there were the X's and O's, film guy, uh, Brian Baldinger, Field Yates, and others would be like, Look at this play Dayball just drew up. And there were times last season for the Giants, and Giants fans, you definitely saw it and heard it. Mm-hmm. Picks 106, Sister Station, home from the Giants. <laughs> that There were plays where he won games last year. That's what you dream of as a football fan, that your coach can be so good, he's going to help you win games because of what he's done in the film room and prepping for the game. I think those are all fantastic points about Dayball's impact was felt last year in Buffalo, and especially with Josh Allen. There is one thing I do have to address, that I think maybe you and I, haven't mentioned this yet about Diggs. Could he actually be right? I know I brought up Eli and Stafford as the examples of quarterbacks who might have actually suffered with primetime wide receivers and big-time players. Let's just, let's just play this game for a second. Could Diggs be right? And what I mean by that is maybe he should get the ball more this season. And the reason is, boy, the Bills running backs stink. Like, they again this offseason— did not do a great job of figuring out the running back position. Devin Singletary was drafted a few years ago. He had so much hype around in camp. You look at the Bills' depth chart. Devin Singletary's not on it anymore. Here are the listed running backs in mid-June for a Buffalo Bill team that's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. James Cook, Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, and Naeem Hines. LeVac, they got worse at running back. There's not one name there where I can point and say, you know what? I got to pick between Diggs or this running back. Who should get the ball? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe Diggs isn't wrong. Now, look, sure. Could a running back get cut this offseason? Uh, is there a running back like Zeke who's still out there? Yeah. Like, there are guys, Dalvin Cook, the, the Cook brothers in the back. Maybe Buffalo is going to make a move for the running back position. But at this moment, maybe Diggs isn't too far off about needing the ball more if this is what the offense is going to look like. Well, you know what, man? Like, I don't think there's ever – I don't think there's ever a bad time to to throw the ball to your best player. You know what I mean? Like, like, 
it's hard for me to just go, no, he, he's completely wrong. He shouldn't get it more. You know, what are we talking about? But like, I will, I will, I feel like I need to point this part out, right? He was targeted 154 times <laughs> in the regular season. It's about what? Quick math. About eight, nine, eight, nine times a game. It's pretty good. Justin Jefferson in 17 games had 128 receptions on 184 targets. Okay. 30 more targets, 108 catches to 154 targets for Diggs, 128 to 184 for Jefferson. And I, I bring up the Vikings for a couple of reasons. You know, that Jefferson may be the best receiver in the game already, and that's Diggs is pretty familiar with that that franchise as well. Is it is it 20 more targets? Is it because I will also say that the <laughs> the Bills ran the ball. 430 times, 124 of those were, were Josh Allen. Um, 404 rushes for the Vikings, and they had an often injured Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Like, if you told me to take 24 carries away from Josh Allen, and he only has 100 carries next year, and give those 24 targets to Diggs, I'm on board. And just... Bet 30 more targets, 17-game regular season. It's about two more targets a game. And I'm willing to wager that Minnesota was trailing in far more games in 2022 than Buffalo was. So Kirk Cousins has to throw in the second half. And you mentioned the rushing stats there. If Buffalo's beating some teams, they can wind that clock in the second half. Minnesota was record-wise, I believe, the, one of the best teams in the NFL last season yeah, before they got they upset. Were surprised, yeah. yeah. The problem was they were... They had a lot of close games they won. Everyone talked about the one-score games. So, so uh, besides the rushing but attack. But also, I will point out yeah. that, that Jefferson played one more game than Diggs, too. Right. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, yes, but no. How's that? Yes, but no. Like, again, I don't. I didn't like how many times Josh Allen ran last year. I don't hate running well over 400 times in a season if you have the backs to do it. You want to take those those rushes away from your quarterback and add them to the targets to your number one wide receiver? Okay. All right. We're on board. We're all on the same page. Do I want to do that because I was told to? No. No. I don't want I want my wide receiver <laughs> to show up and catch the damn ball. <laughs> that's what I want. That's that's all I really want. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this becomes an issue. I, I know that uh, news came out over the weekend that it looks it looks very, very likely that, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to sign with New England, which makes very little sense to me. I don't feel like he makes them a contender, but I, I and I don't feel like they'll pay him way more than other teams would. I don't does he make Mac Jones good? Is that is that the belief? It must just be a trust thing in New England and I But didn't he go to war with Bill O'Brien? Isn't that why he was traded? Yeah. And if you rank some of these teams who are also in the mix, you would I would constantly go back and say New England should be at the bottom of that mix. We'll yeah. see what he decides to do. But that, that's, and also, one other thing to add to that. Haven't there been examples of wide receivers who have gone to New England that hasn't worked out? There's a, a variety of those. I think about yeah. Chad Ochocinco that didn't work out. Was that 10, 15 years ago? Antonio Brown's a, a different reason. But he oh, he actually worked when he, for the 15 seconds he was on the field. <laughs> you know what? Actually, he did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when he was on the field, yeah. But these all, they all had another thing in common. Anyone that did work out, Tom Brady. Not Mac Jones or or or, or Zappy Bailey or whatever the hell yeah. his name is Bailey Zappy, um, so that's it. we'll we'll see how that goes. But again, that's not I can't make everything better knowing that 
D Hop is going to a rival too. Um, did you happen to see? I'm giving myself the Integrative Sleep Center social media post of the day. Oh, I, I know where you're going with this. This is a nice tease because two things made us happy this weekend. Can we do this coming up? Because I think what you're talking about made you very happy this weekend. And I got a story that made me very happy this weekend. Okay, well then, I maybe we're on different ones. Because I was going to use this to talk about my good friends at Mohawk Chevrolet. Oh. Because because the Integrative Sleep Center post of the day, uh, for me, thanks to the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa, 518-885-6185, is the ring cam catching my mailman just just going gaga over my truck. My ScarJo. The, the the Silverado, Black Widow edition Silverado that, I, that I've got from Mohawk Chevrolet, our good friends at Mohawk Chevrolet, um, he, I, I get a notification, hey, there's someone in your driveway. So I'm like, oh, it's probably mailman. So I click it up. Sure enough, it's the mailman. And he he's looking and he goes, woo! He's like looking at the truck. He's into it. And then must know who I am because he goes, Raider Nation! And he kept walking. And I don't have any Raider <laughs> stuff displayed. Um, but it was pretty amazing. And it's one of those things like, I think everybody wishes they got that reaction to what they were driving. And sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't different reasons. I've never received it when I wasn't there for it. <laughs> like as much as I've had beautiful vehicles from, from Mohawk Chevrolet, I've never had it where like unprompted where no idea anybody's watching. Look at that. Like that's the, you should be able to get that feeling from your vehicle. I see. I see the, the gases in a, in a Mohawk Chevy today as well. Uh, <laughs> but that's like, like that's that's the thing is like whatever it is that isn't right with your vehicle right now can be. Like is it, ah, you know, it gets hot, it doesn't do this right, or it does this, or is this, I'm just sick of it. Or I wish I had a moonroof. Or I really, really want this, 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 and this. There's great ways you can do that Mohawk Chevrolet. First is Car Bravo. You just put everything in. They find the vehicles for you, and boom, you get it. It doesn't even have to be a Chevy. But – you can also go do that at Mohawk Chevrolet. Amazing selection right now. The, the lot is stacked with Equinox, Traverse, Silverados. They actually have multiple Black Widow Silverados left. The, Mike Court over at Tech is talking about going to get one just so I shut up about mine. Like that's <laughs> that's that's what's going on, man. But it's just it's just amazing to me. I love what's going on at Mohawk Chevrolet. I love what they've done for me. You'll love what they do for you. Find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet where they go out of their way to please you. We will talk about other social media issues. Both good and bad. Coming up next right here, LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Oh, the horn section has joined us. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a fart joke for once. Uh, LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 980. And um, so I, I do love I, – I just can't, I can't get over it. I love the dude's reaction, my mailman. Somebody said I need to tip my mailman because he liked my truck. No. Do you tip your mailman? Like, I know people leave, like, Christmas cards and stuff like that for them. Like, I'm, I'm big on tipping, especially now that, like, my name's on my truck and your name's on my truck. I'll tell everybody I was guys if they don't like the way I tip. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I'm the second one. Um, but, like, I've never tipped my mailman. I haven't either, but now that you've mentioned this, I wonder if, like, now I'm going to get in a weird chop it up here. Like, mailman versus Amazon versus delivery packages like is there different variations of people you should tip like if you're coming in with a monster christmas gift and you could see the dude struggling like all right hey man here's yeah, a tip for you but i don't know if you're just opening the mailbox putting it in and then closing it up i don't know if that's and like i i know i have different mail people like like the 
person on Saturday is not usually the one I see during the week. And then there's somebody like there's one who always leaves the, the thing open no matter what's going on. Rain, my mailbox is open, everything drives me insane. I don't even know how to complain about it. So, like, I don't want to accidentally leave a tip for one, and then the, the one who leaves it open gets it. That would, that would drive me insane. Oh, I got a big tip from, uh, from that, that fat guy. Like, that's great. And everybody else is like, wait, we're the ones who take care of them. I don't know. So, well, I don't know how to do that. Let me ask a dumb question. Please insult me if needed at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Isn't there, like, a law situation involving the mail? Like, if you open up somebody else's mail, that's a crime. Yes. But technically, because of their occupation— are you allowed to tip them? Are they doing a service so. for the country? I don't think there's a rule against it. Okay. I don't think there's, like, like you're, you're, like, I love the people who see somebody in, like, uniform, like armed forces, and pay for their stuff without telling them. Yeah. And they just get out of there. I love that. And that's not against the law. So I, I would I, imagine it, it can't be for mailmen either. Well, the reason I, I put mailmen in the Mail person. Mail person. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I put male person in that same category as people who are doing something for the community and to service. Like, I just couldn't imagine, like, a firefighter's, like, putting out a fire, and then somebody's like, hey, man, here's 20. For hey, good job on that. Way to, way to get yeah, that. Way to go, man. You great. know, like a cop's arresting somebody <laughs> and just some, <laughs> hey, hey, nice job hey, on that arrest. Form. Here's a 50. Like, I just, no, but nobody does that. <laughs> good good yeah. form there. Good form. Way to, you know, way to, way to, way to cuff that dude. Good Do- job. Doctor the same way. Hey, doc, that medicine worked. I mean, uh, I know my insurance is going to cover it, but yeah, here's, a, here's a 20. No more, uh, no more rash. That's great. Um, what were you? So I, well, you were gonna say something. You got you thought I was going oh, a different yeah, direction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna mention that I loved golf after dark. You know when yeah. the fall rolls around, and you can admit it if you want. If you're a college football fan, and you might just watch Pac-12 football to chase if you had a beating that Saturday. I love Pac-12 after dark. I enjoy Pac-12 football, even though last year, God, that was terrible. But I loved the U.S. Open at night. I, I, I don't know if it was because it was super competitive and every shot mattered and Wyndham Clark danced a little bit about, am I going to choke? Am I not going to choke? We left Friday shows telling you that there's going to be an amazing shot. I, that was my big prediction that an amazing shot was going to win it. There were some amazing shots throughout the four rounds of the U.S. Open. But there was something cool about golf being in prime time. And I'm watching golf where it's dark here in the 518, but it looks beautiful in Los Angeles. And then I started thinking, like, hang on a second, hang on. So the NFL is moving everything around to get as many viewers as possible. The NBA takes about three weeks, as you pointed out, LeVac, to get the NBA finals going. Right. Hockey's on every single channel now. Hockey used to be on the hunting channel and versus. Now they got games on Turner and ESPN and everything else. And baseball is on it. You get it. Team sports are spreading across. Can we get at one point where golf says not only do we like the West Coast golf, and people are tuning in, and maybe it's not always about television ratings because I know it was doing a lot of stuff on Peacock. Can we get one major where we decide to go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I know golf mm-hmm. is always on Sunday, but you just put golf in prime time on Sunday. We can't make that happen in the summer on a Saturday night. I was all about it. I thought it was so cool to have an evening of golf going deeper. Somewhere CBS and Jim Nance are yelling, no, 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 60 minutes does too well, guys. We know what our audience is. I thought it was cool watching golf after dark. I don't think I would ever watch conventional golf on a Saturday. Like, And maybe like part of this could be that this was such a, such a great tournament until Sunday. Like, Sunday sucked. I'm sorry, it was boring as all hell. Like, it was... 
<clears throat> Wait a second. You just hate Ricky Fowler. Admit it. That's Call not Ricky all. Fowler a bum. That's you had so much money on Ricky Fowler and he choked. Had, He's one of the biggest choke this? artists in sports now, Ricky Fowler. How about how about the fact that I had I literally had money on four four golfers to win and top five. Win win in top five. Fowler, I only had money on to win. Rory McElroy, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka. All top 20 golfers. The first three I mentioned, top 10. Top 10. But I didn't, I didn't, I won 19 bucks on on Rory McElroy being you know in the top five. <clears throat> but here's here's the thing. You can't look at that day of golf and go, that was I mean, how? Like, like uh Wyndham Clark won at minus t- at 10 under, right? Wasn't he 10 under going in? Like he had a four-stroke lead with three to play. The yeah. only entertaining part of yesterday was Fowler falling apart. There was a couple really nice shots, but there wasn't like that big move. There was no nobody made that huge run. Like Tommy Fleetwood looked like he might think about it for a second. He went away. Like there was just Harrison English crumbled. Like it was. I get that it was like it was on. It was nice to take a nap too. You know what I mean? Like literally fell asleep during it. But there was no like storyline of it that was like, oh, Domin- Wyndham Clark won, yay! Like, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a moment. It wasn't that shot I was talking about. It wasn't dominating like it could have or should have maybe potentially as the U.S. Open. And still, it, I think some golf fans might still be getting used to that it's third when it used to be second and hold the calendar switching and everything else. L- let me go back to Ricky Fowler though for a second because I know yeah. it's ranting and raving and made you feel differently about the weekend because you wanted Fowler to win. A lot of people were rooting for Fowler to finally if break through. Fowler had won, and. Rory and Rom had been in the top five. I would have had a very great weekend. You would have paid me to not come in today. I would have just not come in. I wouldn't need you. I'd I'd probably probably be throwing back ice cold beverages. Ricky Fowler has now joined for me Gonzaga basketball in the same category of no, no, no. They're going to win eventually. No, they're just good. You can't criticize them. They they play well. Mm. Like they get to that spot. You know, one year they're going to do it. One. Ricky Fowler has become Gonzaga basketball, where we all believe it's going to happen. They're too good. Eventually, they're going to break through. You know, those same characteristics are people who choke. So Ricky Fowler blew that. But what do you think about that scenario I tossed out? Maybe it's just viewership in sports. That post-Stanley Cup, post-NBA Finals, golf tries a Saturday night West Coast NBC broadcast. There's just too much against it. There's just too much because like Saturday, typically a Saturday night, you're going out, you're having dinner with friends, you know, you'll do something like it just, I can't imagine in the summer people watching golf on a Saturday, like sun, Sunday's perfect because of what I just said. You're a little hungover from hanging out with your, with your buddies on a Saturday or you had a cookout with everybody and now you just want to relax. You just want to relax and just watch ping, ping, it's all. And then, and it's good. Um, unless, unless, unless this injection of the live golf money makes it more rock starish, I don't, I can't see it grabbing eyeballs on a, on a Saturday. Um, I mean, you talk about Ricky Fowler. Here was the guy who used to show up in the, like, like pick a highlighter, like bright orange, bright this, bright. He toned it all down. Now I'm serious. Now I'm going to win. You know, he hasn't. It's just it's it's golf's a serious game for a lot of people. I mean, I 
I'll be in the wide world of sports tournament over at the hideaway on Sunday, <laughs> proving that's not for me. But, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a serious game for, I think Sunday is, I think Sunday's where it lives. It's a tradition, a tradition unlike any other. Hello, friends. Did you mean to do that pun there of where it lives too? Ah, I didn't, but I like it. That was good. But no, I, I just, I don't know. You can't tell me like, I got, like, you liked it because it gave you something to do. I didn't, I'm not a fan of it being late, and I'm not a fan of it being on, on Saturday. Like, important on Saturday. Like, uh, like do it on Sunday. I, I, you'll get my attention. I'll be there. Do it on Saturday. There's just no chance. There's no chance. Maybe maybe the match, again, the way I've always pre- presented, the way the match should be, like, you know, w- any water trap actually has piranha in it. Any sand trap, some kind of, like, dune-esque or tremor sandworm in it. Like make it make it exciting. Drop tax. Have Mick Foley drop tax from a helicopter, <laughs> and then I'm in. You know what, Levac? We got the top four and four coming up. Thanks to our friends in Mohawk Honda. I feel like I gotta talk about Mohawk Honda here now, though. I, I gotta okay. talk about Mohawk Honda here because maybe my take about late night golf and taking a nap summed up my weekend. I traveled back to Central New York in my pilot. I love the vehicle. It's fantastic. I had two of my sister in laws. Two babies, my wife. Which sister-in-laws? The youngest of the two. One is engaged. One is taken right now. Are we sure? Yes. All right. It was a smooth ride back and forth. But if you're spending the weekend, maybe here in the summer with your in-laws, you might want something to watch. And by the way, when you say youngest of two, I mean, we're still talking like. 25, 27, 29. I just want to be clear that I wasn't creeping on like, you know. I'm creeping. I'm creeping on very legal women here. Okay? That's right. Just in case golf fans or whoever thought that or <laughs> I love my pilot. And by the way, we are going to be broadcasting live from Mohawk Honda coming up on June 21st. If you don't have a calendar, that's this upcoming Wednesday where you can get yourself a new vehicle and new ride. So smooth ride down and back to Syracuse. I may or may not. Have, no, I did. I took a nap. I don't like admitting I took the nap. You know, I'm one of those people who battles with people and says I'm actually not sleeping. But that's how smooth the ride was back home. So if you're in the car with your in-laws, screaming toddlers and more, I can tell you that a great vehicle that you can get from Mohawk Honda will make all of those things you gotta, far you gotta easier. Go, you got to go next level, though. So, like, since I've raised my game with the Black Widow Edition Silverado, you've got to get the Trail Sport. The Honda Pilot Transport. Oh. Have you seen this yet? I have not. So Jeff Harrodin, our friend who, you know, owner, he posted about it. This thing is sweet. You got you to, gotta, like, you got to call over to the Harrodin family and go, so let me get this straight. LeVac gets to drive around in a Black Widow Silverado. And I love my Pilot, but I need I need a transport. I got to shut him up. Can, can, can you can you get one in here quick enough that I can buy from you quick? Can you do it? If I don't get that, the wife should. Or, no, don't, what, don't what, let what, the what? wife have the one you have now. Oh, okay. Let her. She loves that. That's what you tell her too. You go, sweetie. I know you love this vehicle. You love our Honda Pilot. I want you to have it. Really, Thomas? Oh, thank you. And then don't tell her that you're getting the trail sport till you're already in the driveway. I was going to recommend it to my sister, who told me a horror story over the weekend of how bad her carbine experiences was with another dealership in central new york i'm like take the ride to mohawk honda work with people you can trust during the carbine experience i will take levac's advice as well by the way that's smart you do it by example lead by example that's right get yourself into the vehicle you want get yourself in the pilot trail sport do it guys i love mohawk honda i cannot wait to be there wednesday i'm going to ask to see it on wednesday levac i'm taking your advice and you should take our advice head over to mohawk honda join us on wednesday when we're broadcasting live three to five 
Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you, and they always bring us the top four at four. Which is coming up next right here Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980.